Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. It's time for another edition of the Your Retirement Elevated podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Dugan, the co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the Kansas City metro area, but also serving clients all across the country as well. You can find us online by going to listentoscott.com. That's listentoscott.com, your resource to check out all the past episodes of the program and learn lots about what's happening in the financial world. Scott, thanks for joining us once again on the podcast. You doing all right this week? Glad to be here. Yeah, good. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. I think this is a good one on the heels of our last topic, our last conversation. If you didn't hear, it was a great podcast. It was five reasons why someone should never hire a financial advisor. And we're kind of piggybacking off of that today and evolving the conversation more toward what your financial advisor can do for you but also kind of in that same vein of the last show where we talked about how you could never, you should never work with a financial advisor in certain circumstances. We're also going to make sure we cover what your advisor can't do for you. I love it when we have topics, Scott, where you kind of give us both sides of that coin, and that's what we're going to get today. Absolutely. I've been looking forward to this one. I've been researched this quite a bit, and it's one that I've wanted to talk about, so glad to be able to share it with everybody today. Well, where do you want to start? You want to start with the things that the advisor can do? Is this, we'll start with the positive, the good news, or bad news first? <laughs> well, let's just talk about kind of the basics. And this is my experience, is that there's two truths out there, and I believe that they're decisive. First, I do believe there's a qualified, caring, committed financial planner out there for you. That's number one. And number two, the value of that advisor to you and your family in incremental returns, in mistakes not made, in time and worry you didn't expend trying to do it yourself will greatly exceed the cost of the advice. So I believe those are two big reasons why people would seek the help of a good financial advisor slash planner because of those two things. Because it's not that people aren't capable or competent anything like that. It's just we're all human beings. And sometimes we be susceptible to the mania and the panics and the news cycle that could make us lose focus of what the long-term goals are and what success really is when it comes to retirement. So, Scott, on the last podcast, you said something that also flows really nicely here, and you talked about the value of an advisor, what they truly bring to the table, and how that gets evaluated. And I think I'd like to hear a little bit more about that before we go into the specifics of what an advisor can and can't do as well. Absolutely. And when we think about retirement planning, financial planning, there are five key areas to planning. And that's what a good advisor is going to focus on. And those five areas are, number one, income planning. And so you can generate the income you need to live the retirement you dream about. Number two is the investment plan that's put together to fuel the income plan. So those are two key components. And so once you've got those two things into play, the other three areas of planning are how to protect it. So how do you protect it and minimize taxes? So that's where proactive tax planning comes into play. The fourth area is health care planning. That could be long-term care planning. That could be 65 and over Medicare supplement selection. So how do you protect yourself from the cost of ever-increasing health care? And finally, number five is your estate and slash legacy plan. And so that's making sure all your estate planning documents are in order and you've made your wishes known of how 
you want to be taken care of while you're here, and also how do you want things dispensed when you're gone, so that leaving your legacy. So those five key areas are crucially important, and to have someone handle all five of those areas and take responsibility, that's going to cost the neighborhood of about 1% for the advisory fee. So the real question, the worthwhile question, really the only worthwhile question is, will an advisor directly cause your long-term real-life return to exceed the return you would have achieved on your own by more than 1% per year? And that, that's the big question. Are you getting value for the fee that you're paying? Which and, makes sense. I mean, everyday world of, you know, again, I'm going to work on my automobile and, you know, the money that I save, is it worth the performance that I get out of it versus taking it to a mechanic? And the answer is absolutely yes, because the car would fall apart if I tried to screw it back together. So that's an easy one, but same kind of idea, right? Absolutely. And it's, and in today's world, it's the, everything coming at you of everything is easier, faster, better, you know, do it on your own, which for some people, that's going to be okay. But for other people, they're going to want somebody to be there, you know, to be able to help them make big, important decisions about, you know, when should they take Social Security? You know, should they take a lump sum pension or take a pension payout from their company? What type of healthcare strategy should be put into place? You know, what's the long-term impact of converting part of your IRA to a Roth to have tax-free income down the road? All those questions, all those planning topics are important and they're gonna have an economic impact on your plan. And a good advisor is going to help you sort through those details and help you quantify the value of those long term. And I think there's really, we drill that down, there's three key areas in which a professional advisor can add significant value to your, to your probable do-it-yourself outcome. Number one, that advisor may increase your return by more than that 1% a year by creating a portfolio which is better suited to your long-term goals than the one you'd select, you know, left to your own resources. That advisor, number two, may save you the equivalent of 1% a year in time, energy, and worry that go into manage your own investments. And finally, number three, the advisor may actually save you some multiple of 1% a year by coaching you on making the great behavioral mistakes, which are throwing too much money in an investment fad near its top, or panicking completely out of equities near a bottom to cite just two, which caused most investors not to merely underperform the markets, but to underperform their investments. So it's really taking, helping take that emotion out of it and helping you see clearly to not get sucked into the tide, you know, by the masses. And so those are three big key areas that can be helpful, you know, from an advisor standpoint. And again, if you can conclude that the combined contributions of all three of those things would probably be worth their fee, then you have the case for, you know, hiring a, a qualified advisor. But if you even suspect that each of these three contributions you know, might be worth anything like 1%, then it becomes a no-brainer if you multiply those things all together. So again, you really got to look at it. Is there a quantitative value that you can look at? The things you're talking about here, Scott, though, and this isn't rocket science, right? I mean, it actually seems kind of easy to, to take these three points and apply them to your own situation. It is. And a perfect example of not too long ago, 
the news cycle was populated by the hottest investment trend ever, which was Bitcoin. Bitcoin, right. Okay. And it had all the makings of a classic bubble. I even talked about it at some of my classes. And not talking down on the cryptocurrency, but we had people that were buying Bitcoin on their credit cards. People investing 401k dollars into Bitcoin. Wow. And it was all the rage. And I just, I get questions after questions about it. And I said, you know, this is long term, may it be something that, you know, is viable. But at that time, there was really no vetted resources to go out and, you know, invest unless you're buying the actual Bitcoin. But a lot of people got persuaded or sucked into that excitement. And, you know, went up to, you know, almost $20,000, you know, per Bitcoin. And obviously, we're, we're nowhere near that at this time. So again, if we can help our clients make rational logic based decisions, we know that over time, that's going to compound and you're going to be much better off, you know, doing that. So those are some of the things that an advisor can do for you and great things to evaluate as you're thinking about that relationship with someone who will advise you on these major life decisions, these big impactful events in your life from a financial standpoint. What about the other side of the coin? The three important things that cannot be done. They cannot be helped <laughs> with an advisor because nobody can, you know, not just advisors, but number one, listen closely, an advisor cannot with any consistency or precision forecast the economy. Why? Because no one can. Now, again, we must always remember the words of the economist, and he was kind of a wit, John Kenneth Galbraith, who famously said, economic forecasting exists to make astrology look respectable. <laughs> and so that's <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite lines from him. So, you know, no advisor can predict the economy. Number two, no advisor with any consistency or precision forecast the markets, much less time them, no one can. It's just not possible. And number three, the advisor cannot, based on their past relative performance, forecast the future relative performance of similar mutual funds or equity positions or portfolios. No one can do that. This is what I call a toxic illusion that the proper function of advisor is in any form or of prediction or any method of selection for consistently superior performance. Great advisors don't deal in prediction performances, but in planning, perspective, and behavioral coaching. That's what people are truly paying us to do. Investment selection oversight is one part of it, but we, you've heard me use the term before, we're big mistake insurance. And why people tend to leave their company, take their 401k and move it to an advisor, because when that, you know, 401k is a million, two million dollars, little mistakes can still be expensive. And big mistakes on a big amount of money, that can be catastrophic. You know, so that's why we're strategically delegating to professionals to help us navigate and make good decisions. And Again, I've said it many times that the dominant determinant of long-term real-life investment outcomes is not just the performance of investments, but the behavior of the investor. And therefore, the great advisors are planners rather than prognosticators who don't manage portfolios so much as they manage people and behavior. 
And that's what we strive to do. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I put out an email every week, a quarterly newsletter, economic updates, tax reports. I want to give you the basis of information to make good, sound decisions. That's why we communicate so much with our clients is to help keep them on track. Everything that you are mentioning that an advisor can't do for someone, all of it dealt with some sort of prediction or some sort of uncertainty. And so it seems like you're saying any advisor who might base their business or base their recommendation on that foundation of some sort of uncertainty would be an immediate red flag. And, and you're trying to do the opposite. You set your flag and your foundation, you know, sort of in the rock, in the sturdy foundation of predictability and, you know, tried and true methods rather than trying to sort of like skirt the system or, you know, predict. You're trying to tell where the you're supposed to throw the ball where the guy's going to be. But if you can't even tell what direction he's running in, that's not very helpful. And that's what it's like if you're trying to uh you know, trying to just kind of guess at all these different moving parts of an unpredictable market. Correct. And, and it, there's some fundamental tenets and fundamental investing hasn't changed. I mean, it, there's a lot of things that change in the world of how things are going the, and the how fast things move. But there's, you know, fundamental tenets is that it's mostly about managing emotions and making sure that we're on the right side of uh, the cycle. And so when you know, things are heating up. And I talk about this in my classes. I remember my, my mailman, he's moved on now, but my mailman, I knew something was probably a bad situation when the mailman talks about how he was going to get into flipping houses out in California, and he was going to buy property out in Palm Springs. This was 06, 07. Okay. Uh, I think we all remember what happened. Uh-oh, 08, 09. <laughs> you know. So when the mailman is going to become a real estate mogul, and start flipping. He got excited at the tail end of a bubble. And obviously, the credit lubrication of the world locked up, you know, it was a credit crisis, real estate, you know, got devalued. But same thing, we don't want to chase hot stocks, we call it the hot dot. We want to have sound fundamental investing principles that we stick to. And we don't want to deviate because of the news headlines. That's not the right way to go about it. Your mailman story reminds me of the uh, scene in The Big Short, the movie about the 08 crash, when Steve Carell's character is talking to the exotic dancer, just trying to get some, like, inf- he's trying to determine, is there a bubble? And when the exotic dancer says that, you know, is asking about the loans on her houses, and he goes, what do you mean, your houses? And she's like, I have five houses. And he's like, there's a bubble. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is a problem here, yes. So, it's, yeah, it's just, the, it's fundamental things, but... What happens is that we get focused on or we can get focused on trying to chase returns. And I see this where if someone has a fairly low risk tolerance for the fluctuation of the value of their portfolio, and as you see the markets go, we can have a little bit of fear of missing out or, well, should we take more risk? In some cases, some people can. I've got a client right now that we've we've increased their risk tolerance because they feel like they're able to sustain more, and it's really a shift in their mindset. Nothing else. Uh, you know, the economy is the economy; it's continued to improve slowly over time. It's just how they feel about it, so they're willing to take more risk because over time they're hoped to be rewarded for that exposure and that investment. So, a good advisor is, you know, going to base you know a plan 
not on an economic or market outlook, which we don't have, you know, a true short term look, but they're going to coach you and they're going to have a lot of empathy. But again, there's going to be tough love when it's needed. And we got to help people get past the emotional pitfalls of investing get past the fads, the fears, the misconceptions, because those things are relentless. They attack us all year after year for the rest of our lives. We're going to get this this information that is going to make us wonder, you know, should you be investing in this hot thing? Should you be investing in Tesla? <laughs> Maybe not at this moment. <laughs> you know, this is an example. That's not an investment recommendation, just an example. <laughs> but or, we, or we, when we, Bitcoin was at 19,000, you know, yes. those people is are this, kicking themselves, right? Is this the time to go? So if, if it's long-term wealth that you're after, you know, and you're looking for a portfolio to produce income, you know, throughout your lifetime, then having a solid plan that potentially has a multitude of different investment options and strategies, that may be the best solution for a lot of people and sticking to that investment discipline. And it really comes down to, as we kind of tie it up, is that the competency, you definitely need a competent advisor. Competency is a part of the equation. Competency can only take you so far, but you've got to be able to have an advisor that can communicate, that can understand your situation and help you make tough decisions in the face of adversity in market situations. But it's got to be based on a really implicit mutual respect and trust for one another. Um, because if you're working with a good fiduciary advisor, they have a moral, ethical, and legal obligation to do what's right for you. All right, so they're going to take and put their best foot forward, and they're going to give you the best counsel. And so... You know, they're going to be able to say, you know, an example, if people are wanting to know, hey, if we're in a market decline, you know, when is it going to stop? You know, when's this all going to, you know, go back to normal? I can tell you, you know, I, I can't tell you how, when or even why this decline will stop, you know, if we're in a decline. I can only tell you that it will stop. The world is not ending because it does not end. You got to stick by your plan. That's why we do planning, not prognostication. And if you think about, you know, the the question that you have in your mind, if you think, well, this time it's different. And you can think about a perfect example. Well, the market's at the top. Should we really be putting money into the market? Well, you can look back throughout time and you could have that conversation when the market was half the size it was today, you know, tenth the size it was today. You know, it's one of those scenarios where over time that market continues to grow and expand and large. It contracts at some point, you know, just like the fourth quarter of 2018, the market had to breathe. It was on a pretty big run. We stopped, we retraced, took a breath, and we're back going. And with the markets and with any good plan, there's going to be three potential outcomes when we take a look at your plan. And number one is going to be if the markets are hot, you could be ahead of schedule, meaning the returns have exceeded the expectations and the balance is larger than we anticipated, so you're ahead of schedule. There's going to be times where the market retraces and your plan is going to be behind schedule. And there's going to be some times where it's going to be right on track. 
a good advisor is trying to manage the things that we can't exert control over and keep that plan between the guardrails and keep that plan on track as much as possible to make sure you can spend confidently in retirement, don't have to concern yourself about keeping up with inflation and taxes, and don't have to worry about going back to work, you know, because, you know, we invested in some flashy tech stock that's, you know, now worth 50% less than we bought it. So again, keep the portfolio boring and consistent live your life and have excitement there. That's what a good plan should be able to let you do. All great points, Scott. And my big takeaway from today's show as well will be that it sounds, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like it's not so much about the numbers. That's the easy part for you guys, for your team. It's the relationships, the communication, the goals, the desires, the fears that people have, and meshing all of those things together so that it works with the numbers. That's where the true essence of, of what you do lies. You're 100% correct. We've walked through this process, and if you're thinking about you know, something going on in your plan or the, the markets or the economy, I've probably had that conversation a hundred times. There's conversations I've had thousands of times in almost a 20-year span of working in this industry. And so it's just the idea that there's not a lot new under the sun. And we've been down this path, we've guided people through this, and we will continue to do so going forward. And I think as we summarize today, it's, it's always important to understand that there's going to be times where an advisor is providing immense value way above and beyond what they were compensated. Sometimes it's going to lag, but most of the time it's going to be right on track. And I think an advisor, you know, just like you, the investor, the planning client, you're always needing to evaluate, are you getting value for what, you know, what you're paying? And the advisor always has to look at the relationship to say, are we providing value? And is this a good relationship, you know, for both parties? And so again, it's you're paying an advisor to plan, to focus on all areas of, you know, the plan. And one of those areas happens to be investments, investment returns. But there's value that can be added, tremendous value added to all five areas when you've got a good, competent advisor working on your team. Absolutely. And I think it's really helpful to kind of get this perspective that's a little bit different than maybe what you might hear elsewhere in the financial world. And if you'd like to further this conversation about your own plan, your own financial situation, you do want to work with an advisor who, you know, embodies some of the things that we talked about on today's show. Reach out to Scott, talk about it with him. Listen to Scott.com is the place to go online to listen to past episodes and to get in touch with the team. Listen to Scott.com or you can call Scott directly at 913-393-4724. That's 913-393-4724. Put Scott's almost two decades of experience in the financial realm to a good test. Ask him your questions, your financial thoughts that are on your mind. Uh-oh, Scott, soon I'm going to be saying over two decades of experience. It's going to make you sound old. you got to be careful. And it's all this gray hair. I've earned it, honestly, for sure. That's right. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Well, thanks for the help on the podcast, as always, Scott. And uh, you know we'll do it again next time. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Walter. Sounds good. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.